The winner of this show is on this. I definitely think people underestimate me. And if you were watching closely, there was a clue. Got the million dollar check written already. I mean, I'm, I'm the winner. My wife and kids have definitely saved me from my demons, my nightmares. Last time I played like a cop, this time I'm playing like a criminal. The past will eat you alive, but the future will save you. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's it, this is a, a business trip, as I like to say. All the girls are coming together and we're spinning the guys around as much as we can. And then we're devouring them. One at a time. I'm gonna win a million dollars, so I guess my nickname's Fabio. Welcome to the Winner's Edit, a Survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. And I'm Dan, and I did not like this episode, and I'm very <laughs> sad about it. This is episode 12 of the Winner's Edit. Um, we are covering episode 12 of Survivor Ghost Island, a giant game of bumper cars, where our queen, our savior, Chelsea Townsend, finally gets her due, finally gets the title episode she always deserved. I literally, like, would not have known this was Chelsea. I don't know how. Like, I guess just when she was talking, I forgot. <laughs> uh, I watched this episode twice, and I was like, I can't really place who said this um but yeah no it was i think this was easily the worst episode of the season and like really almost had nothing going for it i think i think i agree with you i know i've been not so great on other episodes throughout the season but that's more just because they're doing weird things and not things i like whereas this episode they didn't really do much of anything at all like it was yeah like i thought the boot was extremely obvious i thought um the like, there wasn't really any dramatic tension there. I thought the family visit was kind of dry. Uh, and sometimes, I've, I, sometimes I do like the family visit. Sometimes I don't. This was definitely one of the more forgettable family visits. I don't think I'll remember a single one of these people. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, a, I don't know, that's was... the thing with Survivor is that they've done the family visit for... I don't think they did it in Borneo, but every season since then. And so it's like a part of it, but they're quickly losing interest in it. And so it's just becoming a formality. And I think the editing reflects that. And I know it might be time for it. Yeah, like, I don't know if we peaked with Millennials vs. Gen X's uh, family visit where it was like actually impactful. And like, I was like oh my god this is so good maybe it just i can't get better than that and so like we hit the we hit the peak but uh for me like these people didn't really seem to care uh all that much i don't know and i don't know like and i think the worst part for me is it seems like it takes up more time now than it used to like but they put less like energy behind it so it's like they have way more emphasis on like each person gets this long yeah. scene of them hugging their family and it's like Okay. It's literally like the scene of family member comes out, both people are crying as they hug and stuff. Jeff then asks, hey, does seeing your family make you feel better? Or some variation of that. And then they say yes, and then he says, okay, next person. And... Yeah, it's like, Jeff is perplexed that human beings love their <laughs> family, and I... Like, I get it. Like, I don't need to see that on my TV show. I don't need to see on television when you could be telling me a story that Wendell is happy his dad likes him. Like, everyone everyone loves their family, or at least most people love their family. There's no real difference between any of these relationships. Like, every, like I don't know. To me, it was just, like, a kind of empty feeling. Yeah. I mean, it's never going to be as bad as last season's 
random rock draw, but <sighs> still, I mean, the actual reward scene we got didn't have too much, and it just, it doesn't have importance. Yeah, honestly, like, this might be a hot take, but I would 1 million percent be okay if they did the family visit and they put it on, like, CBS All Access or something, like, you, maybe if something really impactful happens, you show it on the TV show, but, like, give everyone their moment, record it, put it on CBS All Access, the Survivor players can watch it and enjoy it and everyone else can skip it like uh-huh. I, I don't know um and that plus two challenges basically meant there was nothing in this episode like yeah you got challenge almost immediately barely any rebound from the thing other than kellen talking about the double vote and then immediately you go into the reward challenge for the family visit uh, or sorry the long scene of them talking to their family uh-huh. meeting them then you get the reward challenge then you get wendell going to ghost island the reward the immunity challenge immediately and then like five seconds of strategy like this episode did nothing to advance anything really in my opinion and kind of showed a lot of the problems that i think we'll probably have when looking back at this season yeah i think we were talking before and i don't know if this late into the season for us it's less like who's going to win but more like why were they edited this way and like how could it be better? Because, I mean, you look mm-hmm. at um, who got eliminated, Chelsea, and it's someone we've been saying, oh, Chelsea quits. Oh, Chelsea gets idled out. No, Chelsea is the boot in, like, a... What I would say is... She's the seventh place boot who got booted for being a threat. Yeah, and it's, like, a pretty, like, defining point in the game, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know if... It's like the three boys and Donison for, and Laurel are going to stay together, but it sort of sets up the rest of the game, it seems like. Yeah, like, to me, this was strategically probably the most important round so far maybe other than the chris boot but like and like because it's the first one that's not really pagonging it's the first time the two people the two sides kind of converge on each other um chelsea apparently seemed to be kind of running things at least in some capacity uh just based on why they would target chelsea out of the other three um and then in addition it's like completely sidelined completely put on the back burner uh and i think it to me exemplifies they've only shown us one alliance so there's no dramatic tension like i don't think will laurel flip is an exciting story to sell us and is really not gonna look good on a rewatch especially Mm -hmm. like i also yeah when this season's over like five of these episodes are will laurel and donathan donathan flip on wendell and dominic no they won't Yeah, I think that's the thing is that if you have so much of it in a row and it all being no, it's not exciting. It it's just mm-hmm. and I get that maybe that's the main tension that's actually happening, but it just it's not good for our our show, I guess. Yeah, I mean really like when you think of the great seasons, like they're great one because they're really fun and dynamic and you never know what's going to happen. But I feel like recently they've forced that so much to the point where there's no real consistency between the episodes. Like, I think that's the biggest problem with Game Changers is it's just, like, nothing feels consistent at all. Like, it doesn't feel like they told us a story Mm -hmm. at all. And instead just try to make every vote, oh, my God, crazy blindside. And if it isn't a crazy blindside, I feel like it hurts the show as a whole to present it as a blindside uh, because you miss out on the relationships. And maybe this season, I understand, is a weird exception because, like, this episode, seemingly, Kellen was just playing really badly and thinking she could get a four-person alliance going at the final seven, uh, which is questionable. Like, that maybe was the actual plot line going on, but, like, it was weird. Yeah. And, I don't know, I guess we'll get to it with more with Kellen, but Kellen's been this character that's been so Navidi strong, and it was very abruptly not Navidi. Like, 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this threesome of Dominic, Wendell, and Kellen that gets brought up, but then Kellen just votes against Wendell this episode. It- and I'm so interested to hear, like, postseason did kellen like like was was it just because she was mad about the family visit is that what is that what made her like go from cartoonishly noviti strong everyone making fun of her on reddit like like top tier meme category to like was just not being picked on the family visit by sebastian and enough to completely shake that like because that's how this episode showed it and i was just like oh i even lost some respect for kellen as a player from this because like it seems like you were strong with them but yeah you just didn't because they didn't pick you for a reward like i don't know i don't know (laughs) but i guess the guys were doing it too but like we didn't see why really like and they end up winning i don't know for me it's clear at this point that laurel and donathan are just doing nothing and are probably just kind of like actively stifling interesting things happening in this season like to me kind of this episode made me rethink desiree as a player and maybe she was a little bit better and laurel donathan were a little bit worse uh because there was a chance for a flip there and laurel shuts it down here there was a chance for a flip laurel shuts it down i think like if you ever give a confessional and you're like i could go with the side that i can win with or the side i can lose with don't then vote with the side that you said you can't win with like Hmm. i thought it was kind of a roast of her on tv um where she was like I don't know if I can beat Dominic, but you know what? I'm going to end up voting with him. Like, to me, it just, I don't know. Like, I, at this point, I've eliminated her as a winner contender. Um, Just because, like, this is not the episode you want if you're the winner. I think we track, I think all season we've been tracking. Oh, she's getting way more than she probably deserves. I think it's because she makes it really deep. Uh, And she just didn't do anything really pre-merge. So they had to do some edit manipulation so you would buy her in the end but i don't think she has any win equity at this point for me yeah i i guess i can come clean and say i've eliminated her as well i just i don't even think that it's to make her a contender so much as we now know for three or four episodes it's just been will laurel flip and send someone home and it's not been that and I think you need some sort of edit before that before you just send Laurel into this where she's constantly the swing vote yeah constantly the swing vote who constantly the swing vote who doesn't actually make the strike yeah I mean yeah like like that's a hard thing to edit like so they had to show her I think being a like I think this explained I guess we'll, we should get to this when we get to Laurel but just as a teaser I think it explains a lot of why James and uh, Libby got to narrate the Morgan boot because subconsciously they were telling us that Laurel is a follower who won't do big things. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I don't know if I thought of it because of Laurel in this season, but I went back and looked at like edict discussions for the first Blood versus Water, where you had mm-hmm. Monica as a super strong contender pre-merge, but then she does things that make her fall, and eventually people catch on to Tyson, but. One of her problems was that she was constantly shown as someone who was in a position to flip and probably needed to to win, but never did. And mm-hmm. I I would say I wonder if Laurel's going the same way, but at this point, I don't even know if Laurel will make the final Tribal Council. I don't think so either. I think she's going to be the, in there in the final six for sure. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. a lock. Um, but I, I think she's going to be fifth place or so. I think she is our Brett. Like, the who got a little bit more exposed, but 
Um, yeah. Yeah, like... I don't know. Maybe we should just... <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just... Let's move yeah. on to the stories. Other, like, the only other things I want to say is, like, it's nice to see... I loved seeing Wendell put his hand up and be like, yeah, I'm going to go get an advantage. Sucked that it was a lame advantage, but I love that kind of thing. I... If I was out there, I don't think I would care too much to see my family. And I, like, you got to hug them for or whatever. You got to see them. That's enough. Go get your advantage. Get your money. I love that. Um, good attitude. Wendell continues to be one of my favorites. I'm happy he's doing so well. Yeah, I I don't know. I think if you're chosen, I could see myself being a little bit of a Kellen and being like, well, that's. I think on the island, 30 or so days in, things start to have different levels of meaning. And maybe part Mm. of playing a good game is putting everything into perspective and not letting emotions override things. But I don't know, I definitely could see myself being angry or not wanting to go get an advantage. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. But, like, I don't know. Like, if if I'm one of those people, I guess the way it was set up, Kellen couldn't have just put her hand up and done it. But, like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, uh... Every week we go through the stories of the season and we kind of track them and figure out what the season is telling us. Often we think that the best stories that inform you the most about who's going to win, who's going to come where, come from the background, the foreground. And we kind of dissect them all here in this segment. Uh, The first one we have on the board this week is uh, this quote unquote, the family, Uh, not like the family visit, but sort of this idea of an alliance being a family, this sort of mafioso family. Uh, And in this episode, um, it was definitely kind of front and center. Uh, Do you agree? Uh, I actually, I put it first on our list because I mean, the family visit that sort of plays on things. Because um, I think this stemmed from people like Angela originally, who did sort of consider their real family and how important that is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I also think, and Angela was maybe the most touching uh, visit. Oh yeah, Jeff Probst was crying. Well, it's weird how the show hides that. I think that's more an Angela talking point. But yeah, it's pretty well known that like Jeff was apparently taken really aback by Angela's visit. Well, you could hear it in you his could voice, hear it. right? Like, I mean, yeah, you might like, miss it if you weren't like going over episodes with a fine-tooth comb like us. But yeah, he was definitely... like Definitely yeah. choked up, like 1 million percent. At first I was like, what's going on with his voice? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, he's devastated. Uh, so yeah, I guess this... I think this is meant to be a major story of the season. Um... I think it was most relevant with Kellen, actually. She was talking about how the, like, Navidi family is uh, over and uh, now it's time to actually play the game. And that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on, like, day 30. But um, part of me hopes the yeah, show that, that the show is being really, like, is turning this around for Kellen real quick and maybe she'll go on to win just so we get a surprise. But I don't think so. I think it is something to do with just, like, the tightness of alliances and... Is that mm-hmm. truly important? I agree. And I think other than that, this didn't matter a whole lot. I mean, other than it obviously being the family visit, but the way they edit this, the family visit in recent years means that everybody gets a family moment. And like, I'm all in favor of balanced editing, unless it's for the family visit personally. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy Chelsea got her sister and was like, I got your, got you on here. Good job or whatever. But, um... To me, it's meaningless to see, like, all these people hug their family members. I don't know. Maybe I'm a robot, but... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think we've just seen the same format so many times that it's sort of... It's like, yeah, people are really happy when they see their family members. Like, Like that and reward challenges, I no longer care about. Yeah, I think think the biggest struggle with Survivor going forward as a show from, like, season 36 is that I was... 
reading somewhere like Guatemala is really important because they add an advantage and that puts a twist on the game and if Survivor doesn't have that twist it probably doesn't make it 36 seasons. I think Survivor really needs to find ways to get new interesting things happening and I would hope that they don't like really warp the game to a point where it's like advantage get in and Sari goes home just because she's the only one who can get votes or other stuff like that. Yeah so for me I think that survivor like idols to me are a crucial aspect of the game and i think they're awesome but i think what you're saying is very true um the only thing for me is i think for example i just watched the survivor south africa all the episodes of that and all the episodes of survivor new zealand and those episodes to me show that you can have a relatively bare bones season and it's still lightning in a bottle the core premise of Survivor is what makes it so magical, and I think I'm always so scared that Jeff Probst takes the opposite lesson and is viewing idols and advantages and all that kind of stuff as the most important part. Honestly, I think people want fewer reward challenges, more camp life, and I think if you give that, people are going to like the show a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And Because I think, at the end of the day, what people like seeing is the core concept of the game and like idols were important to make it so it wasn't a pagonging every time and that the minority has some agency but i feel like the more like they should learn from big brother and that the more twists you throw in the game the safer people play it's not the like advantages don't make people play crazy they make them play safe because they're scared of the advantages because most people don't have yeah, them. yeah exactly so anyway that's the family <laughs> um <laughs> next up is uh navidi versus malolo uh, and this seems to have finally died, as Kellen says. Um, uh, Nivea vs. Malolo is over, and Laurel and Donathan are front and center. They're up to bat. It's their time to swing, and in my opinion, they strike out. Uh, but yeah, like this, I feel like this is almost over. I'm sure it'll pay off. I'm sure there is one of these two in the final three. Huh. I don't know which one it's going to be, but this, I think one of them is going to be. At this point, I'm kind of wondering if they're not in there. It's possible. Like, I feel like this scenarios where neither of them are there make more sense than the ones where they are. Um, I guess it is technically over. Like, Navidi has no more intentions of being Navidi strong and sticking against him, but it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, especially since we got this Malolo is cursed vibe at the beginning. We also have bits of Malolo is the best tribe of all time. Just a lot of tribe dynamics this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm... And it's so weird. I guess it's just because it was a pagonging and they wanted captivating characters in the background. Uh, like, you wanted an underdog. You wanted to cheer for Michael. You wanted to cheer and hope these people could get out of the hole. But I guess the, the story is kind of like it didn't matter because they, ha- they were in the minority. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if production isn't a huge fan of this season. I don't actually know what they think. I don't want to know what they think. But to me, I feel like there's a lot of... Just based on the edits we're seeing, I feel like there is a sort of resentment against these people who uh, didn't make a move. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we've seen with Chelsea now, they're just not afraid to be like, this person didn't do anything like big game wise. And I would say she didn't need to. Like, it was probably honestly her best time to make a move. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's what she was doing. And we also saw her vote with Desiree when Desiree was eliminated. So yeah, really, like as much as they seem to be punishing a lot of these Malolos for not making a move, like why not punish Laurel who (laughs) shut down the chance of it flipping? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. For me, that's the kicker here is like, oh, I thought we were going to be in the mood, like in the zone of Laurel flips on everything and make. Mulolo gets their power back, but it doesn't seem to be that. Like, 
all that story seems to have just kind of gone away. Yeah. And this this continues to be a problem in Modern Survivor that was not a problem in the past, really. Like, even the bad seasons have stories. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, and they seem to have just kind of dropped that recently, uh, sometimes. I'm... And I feel like that's a big reason why people don't feel so connected to the show. Yeah, I I kind of want to go back and rewatch an older season and look at someone like Dara from Pearl Island, who I know, like, I've seen the edgic for her, and it's just constant, like, UTR1. But that has to be different from, like, a Chelsea's constant UTR1. I don't know. I, like, I mean, I think there's always been underrated oh, people, sure. but, like, but I don't know, like... For me, it's the fact that some of these stories just get dropped. It's like, yeah. I don't know, like, things had more payoff, I feel, in the past. Um, and even, like, I, I don't want to be, like, a all back-in-my-day kind of guy because, like, Millennials vs. X told a good story with all kinds of, like, recurring motifs and they paid off in interesting ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yeah. Uh, they can still do it. I think they might have just taken the wrong lessons from Lanos for Shinex, which is a season I love, and I know production loves it. I think they might have taken the wrong lessons where there were these super captivating episodes, and I was like, oh my god, anything could happen. But they also were telling part of a larger story. I feel like they only kind of took the first lesson and assume that's what made the season so great. But really, it was more of the second part, and there happened to be really good episodes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree with that. Anyways, uh, up next is playing with your gut, your heart plus We're your mind. We're so doing good at staying uh, on topic for these. Oh, yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> that's the thing is, I mean, like, what do you say when, honestly, this episode was a whole lot of, yeah. this was like a bottle episode, you know what I mean? Like, if, if this was a scripted TV show, a bottle episode is when, uh, like, they, the production goes over budget, and so, uh, nothing really happens, they stay in one location, and it's just kind of interpersonal, like, personal, um, stories, kind of, like, like, it was the family visit, it was, that's pretty much all it was, and then a boring person got voted out, essentially, like, and I don't mean that as Chelsea is a boring person, I mean, boring um, to the story side care boring to the story uh un- unimportant it was just she didn't matter and the episode was just like oh yeah her we don't even have to explain why people would vote her out they just mm-hmm. will that's all so yeah it's kind of hard uh but with <laughs> playing with your gut uh i still think this is a motif yeah. that's gonna come back um but it does seem like playing with your gut is not the right thing to do in this season mm-hmm. uh laurel talked about it a bit in this episode um but yeah like largely this boot was so obvious and it, they didn't even really i don't think try to like to me they didn't even really try to sell us that wendell was gonna be going home um, yeah i think there's an interesting point with wendell Whereas he got a confessional about using his idol. He never, like, mentioned specifically, like, his gut. I think he said something about, like, weird looks or something. But then he... Yeah, if anyone gives me some weird eyes, I'll yeah. uh, um, I, I'll pull this thing out and I'll shoot him out or whatever. That was a good confession. Yeah, but um, but then he ended up, of course, not playing it. I think if we get some sort of insight onto why he didn't play it next episode, like right at the beginning, that'll be interesting. Um, but mm-hmm. it was also just it wasn't portrayed as a gut decision. So nope. I think that's a good point uh, for Wendell because it's hard. Yeah, and I think when... it's hard to present moves sometimes that aren't gut based you know mm-hmm. and like i think one thing that's kind of interesting is um all season we've pi- kind of been this is actually kind of maybe i maybe i could talk about it when we talk about wendell but i'll talk about it now all season we've been kind of being like oh there's th- like wendell's edit is great except for the fact that he keeps being shown being woefully unaware of his surroundings for me i think i've come to the conclusion that that is solely to make him a satisfy satisfying and understandable boot or alternate boot for the casual audience because 
He didn't play it here. That's the correct read, but the show keeps telling us that he has bad reads. But I think that's just so there's dr drama when he may or may not play an idol. Because uh, it doesn't seem like it's actually all that true. I don't know. Like, that's my read on it is like that seems to be more and more forefront. Like, and yeah, we'll get to it later. But like that, all those problems for me kind of went away in this episode. I'm like, oh, I forgive a lot of the problems mm. I've had with that Wendell's edit. I don't know if I do the same, I think. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk yeah. about it later. Um, okay, next up is One Bad Decision, which maybe the One Bad Decision is not flipping on Dominic and Wendell from Laurel and Donathan. Yeah. Um, I, at this point... I think Kellen and Donathan's moves both got a bit of focus in the recap, but neither's presented as the super awful thing. Like, even though it's part mm -hmm. of why Laurel probably didn't flip to the girls, it wasn't like, oh, Kellen voting for me definitely prevented that from happening. Like, Laurel even says, oh, even though she did this, this might be the best thing for me. Which it probably was if you want to win, but she didn't, so. Yeah, I don't I think it's maybe I don't know, just like, when people get advantages and they misuse them, it's like, oh, curse not reversed. Still a bad decision. Yeah, this might just be a can story, or maybe we will get some terrible decision still. I'm not actually sure at this point. Beforehand, before this week, I was really convinced that this was going to pay off. Like, this was a checkoff shotgun kind of thing where this was set up, this was ready to shoot, someone is going to rival error correct and back kind of style. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the there's case just not, necessarily. There's anymore. not room for it anymore. Yeah, I mean, unless someone literally Eric Reichenbachs, I don't think but there's, there really is that option. There's not the level of, like, relationships or emotion or, or like, manipulation in this season to have that happen. Mm -hmm. And we don't even have anyone, like, who's, like, shown as a buffoon. You know what I mean? Like, if Chris was there, maybe... But, like, I can't ever see Kellen doing anything that stupid. Like, like Sebastian, but, like, why? Maybe. Why? And it doesn't make any sense. And they would have done something with bad decisions before that. So, whereas they're... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like, unless the, the motif is just there to pay off if Sebastian does. Because, to be honest, he is the top candidate at this point. Maybe Angela, because they both been kind of shown as terrible. That's another problem I have with this season. So many people in this season are shown as terrible players to the point where even if I'm a casual, I feel like only two people can win. Yeah, um, I feel like, I mean, almost everyone you could ascribe to at one point was a bad player. Like, mm -hmm. And only two rows above it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, I think, a major part is like, if I was just a strategy person, I think I would only buy that Wendell or Kellen or Wendell or uh, oh, Dominic are winning. Freudian and, flip. I knew you. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Kellen's going to win. Uh, but... As an educator, I also think only those two can win. So it's, I don't know, to me, that's kind of a problem with the season is they, they've told me that two people are good at this game and everyone else sucks. And even they are not very good. So I'm like, uh, so why do I care all that much? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think like this episode especially is like, because like when you're watching it live, it's easy to be like, oh, they're setting these things up. Um... So down the line, it'll be more exciting. Uh, Wendell says that in the first episode, he's going to work with Dominic, who no one really likes because it'll pay him off in the future. That still hasn't paid off at all. Right now, it looks like, if anything, Dominic is a threat to Wendell's game as Wendell, Dominic seems willing to cut Wendell. Um, and I guess the question for me is, could that be the one bad decision? Is Wendell the only one in that on that tier who could actually mess up by not cutting Dominic? And that's the story. Like, maybe he brings Dominic to the end, and that's the one bad decision. Maybe he's woo. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of, of why they would hype this up so much, unless it was just preseason marketing. Oh, yeah. I had forgot about that theory you and other people had about Wendell as woo. And Oh, I've never had that, but I, I think I've you heard mentioned it, maybe. But I guess it makes more sense to me now. 
It's a weird warped version of Wu and Tony, because neither is mm-hmm. as Wu or Tony-ish as those two, but, like... Yeah, neither is as, like, aloof as Wu, and neither is as manipulative as Tony. It, it but... makes sense. I feel like the way this jury is headed is, if Dominic's there, the other two people are just gonna get, why is Dominic here? He's such a big mm-hmm. character. He's playing so well from at least the merge, if not earlier. And yet he's here. Why? So. And like the only doubt for me there is the Russell Hans 2.0 comparison from James a long time mm-hmm. ago. And I don't even know what to make of that. Like, because again, we had a Parvati 2.0. Uh, I granted that was coming from Russell Hans 2.0. <laughs> but I don't know. It's so hard to say there. But I, I can't help but feel like if Dominic's there, he's winning. And I feel like he's probably there. Uh, but at the same time, I still think Wendell's winning. I'm in a lot of disarray. Uh, this could absolutely be my one bet decision. Ah. But hopefully uh, we can breathe fresh new life into uh, our guesses. Uh, and also that's our next uh, story on the board. Because uh, I don't think this one is at all relevant. Maybe, uh, actually, no. You know what? I'm I'm uh, ignoring that. I've I've said that this has been Wendell's story for most of the season. I think he kind of got that moment in this episode when he was like, you know what, Dad? Uh, I'm gonna go go for the money. Uh, I I can talk to you later. Gotta go for the gold. Gotta get the like. He's he's listed off like 15 metaphor uh synonyms to gonna win and to me that's very similar is the family visit brought new life into him and kellen even mentioned that the family visit makes you uh like rethink your life kind of you know what i mean like yeah uh, that was my that was my big one for this theme is kellen at tribal council mentioning how the family visit sort of recontextualizes things and it gives me the slightest, slightest, maybe irrational glimmer of hope that maybe she can win this. And it's a really weird <laughs> season that wasn't as predictable as we thought. But that's about it. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, part of me is like, I hope someone like Helen wins because it's unpredictable. But at the same time, I'm like, that would be a bad story. Like, that would be a bad way to tell the story of Kellen winning. Like, this whole season would yeah. be. So mm. I guess it's possible. I just think it would be a bad story. Like it just, I don't know. <laughs> like uh, this season is frustrating. Do you um, think, I mean, I think you think Wendell has a good story. Do you think yes. Dominic has a good story? I guess it fits together, but it's really just out there and obvious. Yeah. It's the story of how Dominic made mistakes, but it didn't matter. It's, you know what it is? Like often people talk about how like South Pacific is the story of how coach w- lost and Samoa is how Russell lost wrongs how Aubrey lost I wouldn't be surprised if this season is why everyone let Dominic win not like because it's not it's, I feel like the edit's never been like Dominic is this top tier player who can fool anybody it's like people are letting Dominic kind of do whatever he wants mm-hmm. and hold no repercussions like back in the pre-merge it had no qualms with making him look really dumb and Nick uh but <laughs> Overall, like, he's not really shown as all that good of a player. And I feel like it's not even telling us, like, why he won. We, for a long time, we had no personal content about him. Um, it's just that he's willing to work hard. And maybe that's enough in Modern Survivor, I guess. Yeah, I think there is this dichotomy between, like, pre-Chris Boot and after Chris Boot. That's really interesting. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what lessens the blow of Russell Hands 2.0 and stuff like that is that it all came while Chris was there and it seems like Chris was skewing his game and now that he's gone he just seems like this calm person I don't know I'm interested to see I guess this is part of Dominic's story but like what happens when he doesn't have immunity again Mm -hmm. where he's an actual target because and yeah I mean like I think 
that's kind of an interesting thing is like maybe in the future they'll use this kind of trick more if Dominic is our winner where like maybe you can hyper expose somebody and people won't catch on because of like a neg- you can show them as negative as you want in the pre-merge and then just be like oh yeah it's because of this one guy um and now we're just gonna show him super in your face again but as a kind of a different character completely and that's enough to be like exchange uh hyper visible visibility i don't know like i'm trying to think like did boston rob have anything like that like i don't think so um tony not really either but like i feel like they were more consistent and that's still the number one thing for me for Dominic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess this fresh new life thing could be him after Chris. And I could see Jeff Probst in that winter montage being like, and after Chris left, uh, Dominic's game restarted and he was a completely different person. And maybe that's what actually happened on the beach. You know what I mean? Like maybe in the merge, Dominic started playing way better and they didn't know how to show it um other than this it makes sense to me yeah uh anyways next up is the different types of strength theme which was not here no um (laughs) i don't even know what to say much for this one um because again like this episode was so short there's no camp life there's almost no strategy where a lot of these things just can't advance because like i don't know i don't know if survivor U.S. should do what these other international ones are doing and add 20 minutes or just take out these reward challenges like are there that many people who like seeing reward challenges like to me the like reward challenges don't matter because I don't know what it feels like for these people to be hungry like that so and often they're like random teams of like like I don't care who wins the challenge so for me that's why I don't want reward challenges taking up way more time than development but maybe there is like the casual audience just likes the challenges so much they have to like i just i don't know i can't imagine it because when we were talking about how the family visit is such a lock it's the same way it seems with reward challenges where it's like here's this array of food you can win it if you win this challenge and then a tribe wins it and they're like yay we are happy because we have won this food it's just Mm -hmm. very it's like samey and i don't know I remember being sort of unhappy during Redemption Island because the Redemption Island duel replaces the reward challenge and that felt not good. But at this point, I kind of wonder, like, if you don't have reward challenges as often, what happens? Yeah, like, I one thing I celebrated about millennials for gen x is they did reward challenges like every three episodes and it made the season way better i think uh because another thing is like for me so in so this is another side about uh new zealand survivor and south africa survivor which if you guys aren't watching like listeners like i 1 million percent recommend this thing like i thought maybe i was kind of burning out on survivor or this season or something but i watched those episodes and i was like no i still love this like i still adore survivor to its core um the thing is is fiji maybe i am like i've long been a i don't care where it is like survivor in a hotel room is the same as survivor and uh on an island you know what i mean um but they're in thailand and uh new zealand and there's just this brutalness to it that's way more apparent like these people look like they're suffering and it's like thailand is pretty close to the climate of cambodia uh and i mean we saw in Koh wrong how brutal that was and i think when it seems really brutal i do care about the reward challenges but in fiji it seems like they have like everything they could ever want there's fish everywhere it's this beautiful beach maybe that is honestly more important than i thought um because I did care about the reward challenges in those episodes. I haven't cared about a reward challenge in Fiji yet. Other than, like, if it's something, re- like, an advantage or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like- yeah, I, 
at so, your Im- imploring, I finally watched Jenna and Michael's and then Chelsea's Ponderosa's. And other than them being so good, so funny, like, please give me Jenna as the main character of this season any day. Um, but, like, you get to Jenna, and, like, Jenna lost only 10 pounds over the course of the season. And, like, <laughs> part of her Ponderosa is that she gained four back, mm-hmm. which I assume is because of that reward she won back at, like, Final 11. And then, yeah. like, Chelsea only lost eight pounds. And I get that's still, like, drastic, and they have all these conditions yeah like that's 10 percent of uh chelsea's body weight but like <laughs> it feels like it was way more before and yeah i've only watched the first episode of survivor new zealand because i'm lazy but like that preview for the second episode like it seems like everyone is not doing great and i'm curious to see how that affects the game i know i wonder if part of why they don't want to make the conditions so harsh is because you get something like a cow wrong where you get three medevacs mm-hmm. and it leads to a that's what you don't want right winner. like <laughs> no you want like ideally you want the sat- the conditions to be as brutal as possible without people leaving uh and i mean i think that is ultimately really good like i mean like some of my favorite challenge memories are like joe and cambodia trying so hard to win that immunity challenge pushing his body to the absolute limits to the point where he faints and like i think that is so captivating to watch is just seeing people being caring so much that they're willing to put their bodies on the line they love this game so much they're willing to be suffering and i think maybe fiji is part of the problem of these seasons um because it does seem like paradise like in healers tribe for example last season like like joe was like i'm not even gonna eat this like kind of overcooked um potato and if that's the condition where people are like you know what i don't even want to eat this it's kind of gross like maybe they're not doing it, right, like maybe it does need to be a little bit more brutal. Yeah, because I'm thinking about seasons that were really brutal, like Guatemala, China, um, Africa, and it's these really different seasons. Even Korong, like like Korong is a, like a lot of fun. You know what I mean, like where like except for when people actually do get medevaced, but like I don't know, like it's or even like if you think about like Boston Rob and Heroes vs Villains, where like he, like he faints and like those moments actually are kind of powerful. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want that to leave Boston Rob from the game. But you do want to see these moments where people do get so broken down that they are way more introspective. They're way more, like, I think that is part of what makes the game so good. And I don't know. I guess that's my side there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The next topic is uh, Little Reminders. Uh, And, yeah, sorry, this is easily the most off the rails we've ever been. Uh, I feel like just because this episode was such a, like, this was, like, recap level bad, I think. Um. But yeah, like, anyways, little reminders of past seasons uh, that made us happy uh, are not in this <laughs> yeah. one. But uh, I still think this is Wendell's story, um, and I think this will pay off in the final Tribal Council. Like, I do, because uh, I do think Wendell is either there or he's coming, like, fourth um, or fifth, maybe. But, like, I feel like he's going to talk about this at some point in the future. This is still going to pay off. Probably him and Sebastian are still going to pay off. Like, I don't know. The more I'm thinking about it, maybe that shell scene is akin to the Sarah Troyzan scene in the pre-merge. And Sebastian just going to inexplicably going to be a losing finalist to Wendell. I think it's absolutely on the table. I don't know. Uh, my, because I don't have Wendell at the top of my list. I have Dominic. And my, my theory now is that Sebastian just gives Wendell 
his vote and that's supposed to explain that for us it's possible or like or like you're saying they're both there and that's why like i don't know maybe it ties sebastian gives his vote to wendell i think that's absolutely on the table um, or wendell gives his vote to sebastian because he's so burnt by dominic in the weirdest timeline mm-hmm. but like yeah yeah i feel like there's something going on there and it might just be between wendell and dominic but or wendell and sebastian but i do think it was also brought up majorly in the crisp boot when dominic or wendell does his infamous voting confessional he talks about how you should say we more and i think we might be in the um might be in the uh universe where so this is my kind of conspiracy theory i guess is we're gonna go into final tribal council um i think it, i think dominic and wendell will be there i have no idea who the third person will be uh, i think it could be any of the others honestly um and i think there's a chance the jury goes in and they're voting dominic and wendell convinces them to vote him and it's like a todd herzog situation where we're gonna get like one of the greatest speeches of all time from wendell um hmm. I think that's possible enough to get it, like get enough votes, and I think a lot of it's going to be from almost like this kind of thing with the shell. Uh, I think this was a way that was a way to show that, uh, and that's how I'm viewing how this is going to go. That makes the most sense to me because I still think Dominic, as much as I want to put him number one, because I feel like I, I could be kicking myself in two weeks. I feel like he's missing still that consistency, and I gotta stick with my consistency. Um, so that's how I think it's going to go, and that's where I think this story will pay off. I don't know. And probably also with the different types of strength thing where he says like, yeah, Dominic was in the front, but I was, I was doing everything behind the scenes. I did more than him. He just thought he was doing more. I guess, is that how it's being portrayed though? Cause I know the last two times we've had Dominic have immunity, so he can't be considered. But even right after Chris, it was like, we have to go for Wendell, not Dominic. It's true. I mean, it's so hard to say. I don't know. I think at least that's, maybe that's not what's even happening on the beach, but it's what's going to happen at the end. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it's hard to tell. I don't know. Um, But this is clearly something that the season's telling us is important. And I don't hear it from Dominic. Like, I don't think people are like, man, this Dominic guy is so considerate. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something that's missing is he still comes off kind of like an Kind of like a dick. Yeah, I've come around to like Dominic, which I think says something. See, I like Dominic too. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think we still have like creepy Dominic talking about Libby. We still got um like all these things. And I can't imagine the, like, I can't imagine the producers are like, mm, you know, what? the casual audience is going to love like Dominic talking about uh this half his age girl in like a sexual manner. Like, hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like stuff like that is included for a reason. And I still think it's going to, uh, come up at some point and maybe the stuff is included just so to explain why he loses because they don't know how otherwise possibly i don't know anyways that's the stories of this season and if you guys have any uh things we're missing uh be sure to yell at us send us a email whatever well uh the information will be in the show notes and also at the end of the podcast um And so now every week we go through each player and kind of track their story where we think they're going. In this case, probably more where we think they ended up and kind of how that relates to how we initially thought. Um, So we always go alphabetically. And so every for the potentially last time of this season, actually, I guess second last time, uh, every single time we've started with Angela and that's not going to change. I love that. I love Angela's edit at this point. It's very funny. Uh, to any of you listeners who are not uh, big time like educators in the terms of ter- way of like making a chart, uh, this is hilarious. So uh, basically, what's happened is every two episodes, so uh, it'll be invisible. She'll be invisible, invisible, uh, hugely visible in the third episode. Invisible, invisible, hugely visible in the third episode. Invisible, invisible, hugely visible in the third episode. 
and that's happened the entire season. And at this point, I think I'm willing to say this is intentional. Yeah. Like, they obviously want to make her more important than Chelsea or, like, even Sebastian. But it's also not an edit where you're like, oh, that person can win and it'll be satisfying. Mm -hmm. I just don't know exactly how she fits in. Like, I could see her as easily third place, easily, <laughs> like, fifth place, maybe fourth. Easily next I week. Don't, not next week. I don't think so. I think we're getting Angela in the finals. Okay. okay. I, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense to me. I think the biggest question mark is if Sebastian gets into the finals, it's like, why? But anyone else, I think, is okay. I get it as a final. I agree. Um, um, yeah, for me, Angela's sort of story to me is reading, like, Jeff Probst really liked her. And but she just wasn't relevant and didn't do anything. <laughs> but he wanted her to have these huge moments uh, and probably forced everyone else's hand. Like, that's how I read this. Uh, and I mean, obviously, she makes it to the final seven at least. Yeah. Uh, so that's something. And what's interesting is uh, like her. She, honestly, her moments are like that's when they happen. Is every three episodes, like she's a boot target. Then mm-hmm. she's also a boot target or a swing vote and then she swallows a whole sea slug and then she has a touching family moment Mm -hmm. see like i would not be surprised if what happened is they noticed that pattern like on the beach or something like wow angela went back into the background and (laughs) two rounds later we'll see her and then like oh my god wouldn't it be funny if we actually just like invisibled her uh all the time except for those three that would be so funny (laughs) haha like i would not be surprised if that's literally how that went down um i don't know they like doing that kind of stuff i think like because like it's not like they actually use edgic charts but like they know about it and they're probably like like this to me reads like an easter egg you know what i mean like like a funny little joke probably to educators that they probably would have done anyway but maybe scaled her down a little bit and scaled her up a little bit on the third yeah i don't know i like how she was this episode like very uh, her strategy was very like blunt and like they need to go and it's just really... i think that's been her the entire way right like she's yeah but we haven't seen it like so much uh i don't know if i agree with that i mean like we got like uh um and uh oh wait i'm blanking right now but uh there's one where she was just like well and like she's always been, had this intensity. Yeah, right? that's like, the word. It's like my family killed my <laughs> people, and when she was going after Michael, I was like, or stirring the pot or whatever. She's like, "Oh, Michael's gotta go." He's uh, like, I feel like she's always had this like re- over intensity of everything. <laughs> I don't know. Like the weird thing is, I like so much of this cast. Like I like Angela, but like. It just isn't all fitting together, I think. But, I don't know, Angela's someone, if I ever rewatch this, I'll be like, oh, here comes those Angela moments. And Yeah, like, I feel like she's been a character who has been well-handled, and so I, I think I should commend them a little bit there. Like, I do think her edit's been good, like, in a way that is... I feel like she has had a story, uh, and that's super important, like... Her story is how um, everyone left her and abandoned her, but then she found new meaning with new people, I guess. Like, yeah. And now she wants to kill everybody or whatever. Last like last week. <laughs> but I think in the end, if you want another nail in her winning chances co- coffin, it's like the fact that we hear like Jeff crying during his thing, and it's not brought up. It's not sort of really <laughs> yep. like Jeff would have loved to like. Oh, Angela, another for the first time another ever touching war veteran wins this game of survivor and that didn't happen yeah instead instead of uh ben's as you'll hear in the uh intro of the podcast instead of ben's like my wife she saved me you can fear life and uh (laughs) or like don't let the fear of fear keep you uh she saved me we get jeff pros off camera 
like kind of choking yeah. up. But yeah, uh, I I think that's good for Angela, yeah. right? Like I, I could see her at most being a final Trump council loser. I don't even know if I really believe that's a possibility. Mm. Um, I, I think she's much more likely to be either early finale. I feel like she's like sixth place. Oh, that, that's a good fit. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Let's get on to Dominic. Uh, arguably our main character of this oh, entire season. Absolutely. Like Maybe not arguably. Definitely <laughs> our main character of this entire season. Yep. He... Uh, and this episode was fine for him. I mean, I don't think there's anything special particularly. Um, the standouts for me were him talking to Aunt Peggy and being like, us... Don't worry, Aunt Peggy, me, Dominic, and Sebastian, we're going to be the final three. And she's like, I'm a country girl. Make sure you promise. And he's like, I promise, Aunt Peggy. Uh, Patty. Aunt maybe Patty. that is our final three. Oh, Patty? <laughs> Uh, oh, Aunt Patty, Patty. she's so Dang invisible. It. Like, how how would you know? And <laughs> I'm in a Facebook group, and somebody asked if, like, said she looked a lot like Elton John, <laughs> and that's not true. I don't know why I decided to bring this up right now. But it was in the Rob has a podcast patron group, and it's it just so absurd, like so very absurd. Uh, I just I I don't know, can't, couldn't help but bring that up. Yeah, um, but yeah, a pretty good episode for Dominic, kind of standard for what he's getting now. And yeah, the biggest thing probably is that um, the vow he made to Aunt Patty, how that's going to play out, if he's going to be able to explain mm-hmm. it away, as he says he has been able to a few episodes ago. That's true, actually. That's a good point that maybe that this vow poisons people against him or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, last week we had him finally talk about his family again in a really powerful way. Um, and this week he got to see his wife and it was by far the most touching of any of the family visits mm-hmm. um mostly because i feel like like everyone else was like my aunt my sister <laughs> like i don't know if i'm just less close to those people personally but like if like my aunt showed up on when i won like oh i'm on survivor <laughs> i'm in the final six and my aunt shows up i'm like hey aunt patty like i only see you at christmas time anyway like this is no different <laughs> like I mean, it's different for everyone, but yeah, your wife is obviously your someone you're going to be with every day anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. For me, like, this, again, it's hard for this to be really a great episode for him. I mean, he didn't really do a whole lot. Um, For me, this was much more of a Wendell-centric episode. Last week was a much more of a Dominic-centric episode. I would not be surprised if that's what they're trying to do, is it's just like, this season comes down to the finale. And it's going to be an actual battle of words um, mm-hmm. in the final shop council. Yeah, but it's like that. I'm trying to. Th- it's like that comparison we made with token chains of a JT Steven. Mm-hmm. It's JT Steven, but we don't know which one's which, I don't think. Uh, I would say Steven is Wendell, JT is Dominic. Oh, really? I'm thinking the, oh. I was actually leaning the opposite. Well, then, yeah, we you don't got, like, know. <laughs> hard-working, uh, nice, like, I feel like Wendell's much more social game, and Dominic's much more like, I'm gonna trick somebody with this David idol, um, so, I don't know, I, I mean, I, I do think there is, like, it's like JT Steven, but they're both game bots, kind of, hmm. yeah, I don't know, I, I, for me, it's so hard to read, but, um, at the end of the day, I do think that, the fact that Dominic finally got to talk about his family and then this was the family visit, I think is really good for him. Yeah. And yeah, for me, he's at like, I still have Wendell number one, probably mostly out of stubbornness, but I'm more, more be- becoming increasingly happy with it. Um, But Dominic's right on his tail for me. Like it's so close of a race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you'll think of the things that make Wendell so great and like point out some of Dominic's flaws. And then like another day you'll just flip flop and have it the mm-hmm. other way. And it's just a constant, constant thinking. I wish Bingo, you could do like, it among seven different people, but that's exactly. maybe not realistic. But I do love that. I'm not a hundred percent sold on who's going to win, but it's, 
to me it's like from and so i guess that's the that's the thing like it seems to be a new editing methodology to make like a winner and two losing finalists that are very captivating and i feel like while there's benefit to that and that's like who's gonna win like will it be ben or chrissy will it be uh i mean adam ken david or yeah i mean like without i know you're tempted Uh. but (laughs) (laughs) hannah was never winning but uh or like sarah brad but i think the downside to that is that from early on in the season, you can see who's going to be there. And it, I, I guess I, for me, I care more about who's going to be there and the mystery of how they're going to get there than who's going to actually win. I mean, despite the name of our podcast, I mean, I think that's more interesting. And when, and Triple H, I call the final four in the first episode because it's that obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I'm looking at not so good. my edge chart right now. And the only person who was UTR in the first episode was Angela. Out of who's left. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I would not be surprised if Angela is our boot next week and we have all the people who got any content in the first episode. And honestly, maybe Sebastian is there in the... the we'll get to it when we get to Sebastian. Yeah, I'm just going to say that okay. when we get to Sebastian because I won't have much to say about him. Then he's clearly terrible at this game. <laughs> Anyways, uh, up to somebody who I would also argue is not very good at this game. And uh, uh... Donovan Hurley, somebody who I actually like a little bit as a human being. But is so frustrating as a I don't player. I know. Um, like, sorry, I don't know if I like him anymore as a, like, just a character. I wouldn't say as a human being. That seems really harsh. But like at this tribal yeah, and the last, he was just so smug, like about what he was doing. Like, I'm gonna play this idol, and it's gonna oh, save yeah. me. And he has this like smile, and like this episode, he felt like he was really blowing something up when it wasn't that great. I agree. I'm, I think, officially off the Donathan bandwagon as a character. I think he had potential, but I think he didn't live up to it. Um, I just think he's kind of boring. He's kind of arrogant. And, I mean, I, I don't mind arrogance. I think that's fine. But he's he's not backing it up with anything. You yeah. know what I mean, like, he's smug and terrible. Like, he's smug and not flipping when he should. And he's smug and misplaying his idol. And he's, like, especially in this last Tribal Council, I thought, like, this week like dude was so obviously trying to get wendell to play his idol and i don't like i'm sure he'll say that's not what he was trying to do but to me that's what it read as and it was a really bad job because it looked like that Mm -hmm. and it's just it almost reflects worse on him than laurel because we're being shown that laurel is the one who needs to make the decision and then donathan will be like I think we should do this other thing. And he has, I think, opportunity to do that other thing, especially here. And then he doesn't, too. So it's, mm-hmm. like, just as bad. And, like, it, to me, it's still weird that they're not giving him the growth edit. Like, <laughs> yeah, still don't get that. Uh, I feel like he would be a great candidate to do it unless they just, this is their attempt at it. And it's just a really, really bad attempt at a growth edit. But, like, if that's the case, these people need to either watch Millennials vs. Gen X or Survivor South Africa and see what a real growth edit is because you can still do it. So Survivor South Africa just proved to me when I was crying watching the episode that you can still do it. Uh, wow. Because this guy is not getting the growth edit at all. He is just – he grew in the first episode and has continued to just be kind of whiny and annoying. Uh, <laughs> I'm very mean today. Uh, <laughs> But you know what? At the end of the day, I, I like him. I used to like him a lot as a character, and at this point, he's kind of just drawing dead for me, both as a character and a winner. And I think it's interesting to think where he fits in. Like, I don't have that nailed down. 
to me, I think he makes sense as a losing finalist or the fire loser. <laughs> fire loser. But, um, or I mean, we don't have a thing uh, like it's fourth place, but like it's more than that. It's different than other fourth places that have come before it. So yeah, exactly. He's the, the fire loser. <laughs> I guess fire loser is the term I will use. That to me makes the yeah. most sense. And at this point, I think I'm willing to take because earlier on we were like. Should we take at face value that Donathan, like, said he could make fire and couldn't? Like, and, like, whether we trust the audio or the visual there? I think at this point I'm willing to say we were supposed to trust the visual and see that this guy is kind of smug. Yeah. And probably thinks he can make a fire and can't. Uh, I don't... That's how I'm I don't know it. if I see him as the fire loser, but, I, I mean, the preview wants to make it seem, like, almost like he could get, like... Christy Smith out at seven, I think, but I don't know if it's. I just don't see it. Like, I don't know. For me, he's such a lock to make the finale, and maybe it'll shock me tomorrow, but. Or... I'm not tomorrow. Do you have some <laughs> early feed that I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, next week. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a possibility, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Yep. I think the biggest thing against his gross edit is that for the family visit, Jeff was like, this is the most vulnerable I've seen you, and I've seen you vulnerable when I would say that second episode, Immunity Challenge, is the most vulnerable we've seen Donathan for sure. Mm-hmm. Not I some agree. random like... encounter with Aunt Patty. No, like, <laughs> that story seems to have just gone away. I don't know. For me, I think he might act like... I think Fire Loser or Losing Finalist are the two spots I think are most likely for him because I feel like we are getting a mounted amount of evidence as to why he could lose a jury mm-hmm. vote. Like, him not making the move, him being second fiddle to Laurel, him, especially with us now no longer thinking Laurel's making the end. Um, And, like, him talking to Chris about his mom and then not voting with him. And, like, I feel like it's so reminiscent of Ty that it's almost insane at this point. And I would not be surprised if he is just Ty and everyone laughs at him at the end. Yeah. And I guess if Donathan and Dominic are both at the end, then Aunt Patty's vow is kept and Dominic doesn't have to worry about it, so. Yep. Anyways, and maybe it is Dominic, Sebastian, uh, Donathan, oh, and Wendell. Wendell's our final loser. <laughs> that final travel council will be abysmal. Unanimous. <laughs> no, I don't think it will be uh, unanimous, I think. No, Sebastian will get yeah. some votes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways, next up is Kellen. No idea where she's fitting in this story anymore at yeah. all. She must leave next week. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> to me, it reads like she has to leave next week. But I don't. Well, I'm, yeah, you're probably right. I don't, I don't have a better answer. I think she still ha- like, like she still has no friends. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in the game. <laughs> um, I'm sure she has plenty of friends in real life, um, but, like, she has nobody really she's working with. She's betrayed Laurel. She's failed to get her all back on board. To me, this is a story of, hey, Kellen, you shouldn't have been trying to put Gong when you weren't on the top of your alliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, she has to deal with the fallout of now really going against Dominic and Wendell next mm-hmm. episode. Like, all she has is Angela, which, looking at her schedule, this is an Angela UTR episode, so I don't think she'll, it's in the cards for Kellen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't Angela going to be invisible in the finale? I guess so. I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> well, it seems like it. <laughs> Um, so I guess one thing with Kellen, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of people online being like kind of having a resistance to like, what's wrong with her being a Pagonger? She playing safe is the right play. You shouldn't hate on people for playing safe. I think at this point I'm willing to say, yeah, it was bad of her to do that. I mean, irrespective to bad viewing audience and being the worst super fan ever to just go on there and 
preach Pagongi the entire time. It's clear that she wasn't at the top of this alliance at all, and it wasn't good for her. She is no different to me than a like any of the Hall of Fame of people who hung on to somebody who they couldn't beat uh, all the way to the end. Like she's no different than like a Stephanie Valencia or anything like that to me. Um, you know, like it's I don't know. Wait, what did Stephanie Valencia do? Shoot, am I missing? <laughs> Stephanie Valencia's uh, Redemption Island. Oh shoot! Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was mixed up. Um, I was Natalie mixed Tenerelli? up. Stephanie Valencia. Okay. Yeah, I was mixed up. Oh, Steph- that Stephanie Valencia. Okay. Yeah, I, I was that. like. Yeah. Yeah, not ten, not ten. Um, I always mix up those two well, for some reason. That, gets, that makes uh, sense. I get that. Yeah, they like. I don't know. They're both on Redemption Island, and they're barely in it, and they're. Stephanie Valencia is way better though. And they both didn't get on second chances. Yes, exactly. Like to me, to me, they're always interchangeable. But anyways, yeah, to me, she's no different than one of those people. Um, and I don't know. I feel like this episode kind of exposed that. Um, and yeah. I mean, I really want to see her at the final tribal council, but who knows if that's realistic anymore? I still think it would be very funny. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna yeah. happen anymore. I I don't know. I feel like I've been on and off the Kelvin Final Tribal Council train all season. I think at this point I'm gonna be firmly off. I think it really has to be like, oh, I have to win immunities to even make it to the end. Like almost mm. J Star it level. Yes. Except it's already very like much J Star level. So. <laughs> and yeah, I think like maybe she makes finale by winning immunity or something, but I can't imagine her making it through like a live vote. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. like. Where she's vulnerable. Maybe uh, so. Maybe she's the recipient of Dominic's fake idol. I think that's very possible. And Maybe she is Jay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to be exact, like, she'll play this at the final six, get laughed at, ha ha ha, look at Kellen, such a cartoon character. Yep. All right, next up is our girl, Laurel. Uh, and this was, I feel like, the final nail in Laurel's winning ca- chances. And at this point, I'm also willing to say Laurel's not good at Survivor, at least in this season. Not good at this game. I'm always, I don't want to say that people are. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, yeah, I like, like, Sarah uh, Lucina was. Not good in- ungodly awful in Kageyan and I think she played the best winning game of all time in Game Changers to the point where she actively ruined the season by playing so well that it would be confusing to tell a story about um and so I don't I never want to say that someone's bad at the game but I think she is pretty close to that yeah and I think it's easy to sum up why like in this episode she literally says I could go with the people I can beat but can't trust or I could go with the people I can trust but definitely can't beat and then she goes with the people she can't beat and it's just like well yes okay I mean maybe they want to surprise us and be like oh but Laurel had winning chances all along and but that's a bad story Like, like that would be awful. Like, that is, like, honestly, that's, like, the kind of thing that you get in Big Brother, where it's, like, the editors thought X person was going to win a jury vote, and then you get the result of Big Brother Canada 6, where the entire season's telling us, oh, yeah, Paris can't win a jury vote, and then, uh, and it turns out she can. Um, <laughs> like, it's, it's very much like that. If this was Big Brother, I would buy that. If this being Survivor, I think, I think she gets cut and is heartbroken about it. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I flipped earlier. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think Donathan's gonna outlive her. Um... That's my take anyway. Um, I mean, it's still pretty easy to see her as a losing finalist. Whether oh, yeah. she makes it there or not is the big question. I think if we're, if you're at this point, she should be playing for losing finalist. And I hate to say that, yeah. but because I think 
I mean, kind of one of the prevailing thoughts of next episode, given the way edits have stacked out, is Laurel and Donison are going to do a Hannah thing where they knock out Sebastian because he's mm-hmm. taking up their goat spot. I don't know. I think like either what they need to do is at this point go after, go for the jugular on Wendell and Dominic, like straight yeah. up, and get them both out these next two weeks, or you you got to play for second and third. Like otherwise, you're doing nothing. Uh, and I don't. I I hate the idea of playing for second or third but like Laurel is in a spot where I think she can beat Sebastian maybe and I think she can beat Angela maybe and that's it and those are arguably the people she has no interactions with that we've seen yep and so like you either need to make a final three with those people and or maybe Donathan too you know like I get one of them get a four going vote these threats out or you need to like just leech onto the side of Dominic and Wendell and give them the game and both options are really bad for you and that's why I think Laurel's not in a good position at all um I think her edit's finally telling us that. that yeah. Oh, yeah, she can't really get her way out. Which is weird, because at the beginning, she was in one of the best positions, and now she just never capitalized on anything, and now she's in a pretty bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, you ready for Sebastian? Yes. We have so, so much to discuss. Yeah, I mean, for an episode where he won reward and picked all the dudes, a bunch of people. I thought that was hilarious when it's like, "Ooh, do I pick (laughs) these girls who've been in my alliance the entire game?" Oh, Donathan, you love your Aunt Patty, don't you? That was so bizarre. (laughs) It was just really bad because he like picks Dominic first, and then he picks Wendell, and is like. I told Wendell I'd pick him, <laughs> but also second. It's just so bizarre. So. Well, at his game plan is. I'm so curious to hear his strategy postseason, like what he's thinking is going on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just bizarre. Uh, to me, I think he could be our losing finalist. Maybe this whole Chris story with him was just explaining that Chris is gonna advocate for him in the final tribal council. Um. Yeah. Maybe. And there's also like the. Wendell shell thing that might um, pay off there as well, if not for Wendell. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I think, <laughs> okay. Um, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, my animals are fighting. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, like, I feel like ultimately <laughs> somehow he's related to the jury, whether it's campaigning for Wendell and convincing Chris to do that or something, convincing Chris and his cohort to vote Wendell, or if it's Chris is voting him or something like that. It's something weird is going on there. Um, Sebastian has, like, a weird edit completely. He's super visible early on in terms of, like, not super visible, but, like, had these memorable moments, and that kind of just went away. Uh, so it's kind of hard to figure out exactly uh, what that means. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very strange. I feel like I have more of an idea. Like, he could go next, or he He's a losing yeah, to me, he doesn't make sense as, like, a fifth or sixth place. That he picks up. Like, um, eh, I still see him there, but it's... Yeah, I could see him leaving with 100 I'm starting to see better options for him <laughs> for this edit. Yeah. Um, anything else on Sebastian? I mean, a rare, like, Very episode rare. 12. So bad. When he won, he did all this stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not good. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about Sebastian. Like, I think yeah. maybe he should be playing for 100 grand. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he could be anybody oh for sure like at what point did he need to start when was his, when when was he born because <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> anyways uh next up is our boy wendell uh probably uh, our main character of this podcast um yeah now that jenna's gone 
Yeah. Jenna and James. <laughs> now that Jenna's gone, um, I mean, someone has to you take know, I think, <laughs> like, he was, or Wendell is my number one still, and maybe that's, again, parano- or, like, over paranoid or whatever, but to me, his winning edit makes the most sense. I still think there is that chance that next week, or even the week after, we get that Ken McNichol-style breakdown that we've been kind of foreshadowing, but I also think that's not the possibility, and... He gets to the end and everyone's like, thank you for caring so much about camp and you just made life so much better. Thank you. Uh, you were so considerate all the time. Thank you for being a good person and like a coronation, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. If that's the way that like, way, all the buildings It's so goes. crucial to him, but um, yeah, it's hard to tell in what direction it's going to swing. Yeah. Is it going to be that or while you were just out there building yep. things? Dominic was actually I think there is the this is my last kind of conspiracy there. I think Wendell yeah. is another potential to pick up that fake idol and mess things up with his bad reads and all that. Oh yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I think I feel like he could be the fire loser. Like Dominic could win that final immunity, see that he's a huge threat to win and That makes a lot like, of sense to me. Um Donathan over him. Or not Donathan cuz I think we're anticipating Donathan. Mm, I could win. see Donathan easy that as that one. person that like Multiple times in this season, like, in uh, the Bradley boot, Dominic says, I got Donathan. He's my boy. Um, This past week, he talks, he swears to Aunt Patty. Maybe that is what happens. Dominic wins this final immunity. He brings uh, Donathan. Wendell, that's how he betrays Wendell. That's our payoff. Wendell wins fire making, proves it to Dominic, wins. I think that is maybe the most likely situation. Um... Because it even for, like, is building things all that different from making fire in the game of Survivor in terms of the edit? I'm not sure. I think they're probably very similar. Um, I don't know. I think there's a good chance that Laurel is our losing fire, fire loser. Uh, and Wendell beats her. Or maybe he loses, I guess. I don't know. Um, to me, he's probably in the fire challenge, though. Yeah. Which is weird because I would have thought, like, oh, Donathan's just going to, or Dominic is just going to take Wendell. It could also be the other table I think is possible others, is Donathan wins the final community, brings Laurel, Dominic versus wendell fire making winner wins the game mm. yeah that's possible i think mm-hmm. yeah it almost seems like wendell's yeah at this point sure i think he's almost almost certainly in the fire challenge i have no idea if he's winning it or not but i think if he wins it he wins the game and that's the i don't know i guess there is also the possibility where he wins the final immunity mm. and like i guess that's also possible but to me it seems like he's gonna be in there in the fire challenge yeah and i again i think this was a really good episode for him because like that utr one was really was... bad uh like the one where he wasn't really on the episode where he just kind of vanished the not so much needed cooldown but however this episode i think was really good for him where he was like i'm gonna take advantage no matter what however that could also be foreshadowing for picking up a fake idol uh which i think is good someone's gonna pick that up and it's gonna show them messing up the game i just don't know who uh but all of a sudden eager for advantages when Wendell seems like a good candidate for that. Yeah, that's potentially it. Or we've seen so many advantages get not used correctly or just not pan out like this one. Yeah, did. I don't know. It's hard to say, but uh, for me, Wendell's still number one. His story makes the most sense consistently throughout the season. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like Dominic. Makes yeah, a I mean, lot of I think sense. I think it's it's a horse race. Just consistent. Uh, I I put Wendell up slightly more just because I don't know. For me, 
it's the again like we say like the pre-merge says the winner and i feel like a lot of the things i feel like i can establish too wendell's been getting votes almost every round and we haven't really had a winner like that in a long time um and so i can kind of forgive a lot of these faults like wendell clearly is like the boston rob style where he's clearly Mm. like in the lead and people are going to keep going after him but it looks like that's not going to work out based on how we're tracking how the season's going I don't think any of us believe he's not making finale night or even the final five. Like I can't imagine he's six or five. I feel like he's absolutely fourth, fourth or better. Um, so that to me means that those plans won't work out. So it does make sense to keep, if he's going to keep getting votes and not being eliminated, uh, I think it makes sense to emphasize some of these negative qualities about him, but his infrequent visibility is definitely the Mm. worst part about him. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, that just, yep. That really bad episode during the Desiree boot. It was really, really, really bad to the point like, where why do it's that? the number one reason I'm not convinced he's winning. And uh, that being also a really good episode for Dominic is the double whammy there. Um, I really don't know what else to say because I do think mm-hmm. this does come down to a horse race between Dominic and Wendell. And I, I'm sticking with my horse because I mostly probably because I picked him in the premiere. And I do think he had still the best premiere probably of all time. Um and so I think it is when all else fails, I'll, I'll resort back to that. Um, and when it's this close, I got to stick to the pre-merge. <laughs> okay. And now I, uh, the main event <laughs> where we talk about You Chelsea. do you. Uh, yeah. I am so mad at how this turned uh, out. I think it's borderline unforgivable that you didn't give her a yeah. story at all. She seemed to be super, at least not, maybe not super relevant, but at least relevant to the story. She won two challenges in a row, was voted out mm-hmm. for being super threatening in these challenges, for being super threatening in general. Like, something's wrong here if this person's getting straight up invisible, tied with Purple Kelly for the least visible. But I think tied she also tied Purple Kelly for the least number of confessionals per episode. Like... She got one in this episode, I think. Don't quote me. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that would have given her four. Um, Purple Kelly okay, actually got okay. five. So she got one, one in episode yeah, one seven and then four in her boot episode. So, yeah. So she gets 0.3 confessionals per episode. The only other person to do that is Hope Driscoll. Yeah, that's Who was brutal. eliminated in uh, episode three with one And this girl made your final eight. Come on. Like, I don't know how this is even remotely cool. You could tell a way better story if you just gave her content. Like, find a, I'm sure she did something funny or interesting or, or something. Her Ponderosa wasn't bad, in my opinion. She was fine. She wasn't anything special. She was, to me, replacement level. Like, she wasn't, yeah. like, actively making me want to turn it off. I was interested watching it. She's kind of funny. She's got, like, a certain brand of humor. I kind of understand why she could get cast on the show. Um, Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. Who knew she's... Yeah, she she's, like, a board game player. And, and, like, loves she loves Game, game Night. Like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the problem, and she just wouldn't stop talking about Game of Thrones, and they're like, uh, yo, we can't air this, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, she talks about... Um, Wait, when did she talk about Game of Thrones? Uh, she said something in the Ponderosa. I can't, I can't remember what it was. It was... Uh, she said something about being, like, from <laughs> over the wall or something like that. I don't know. It was something. But... Uh, <laughs> And then preseason and all the things <laughs> okay. people were comparing her to the Game of Thrones characters and Whoa, stuff. I... And, like, she was reading Game of Thrones in Ponderosa. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was just something like that. Like, she likes one thing and she kept talking about it. And they're like, oh, we forgot that we can't air this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we're on CBS. Oh, this is shoot. not HBO. Um, <laughs> I think we... Yeah preseason we sort of were like this girl is so generic like we can't imagine big things for her and oh, yeah, then cbs like, they was must like listen to our show hold on guys like we called this <laughs> at least but not to this extent i really did think she was gonna get we invisible called, but i figured yeah, she'd be not, to this boot, extent. not 
eight. And yeah, I think what I like is about edits like this is it really gets the community talking. Mm-hmm. Like, a, what does this mean? Um, b, is it appropriate? Like, is it even possible to edit someone better than this? Like, maybe there is that person who's just not giving content worthy of an edit better than this. Yeah, I, I get that person is Chelsea. Disagree like, with that. Like, I, I mean, I get, like we said, I get it with Kelly Shin. Because they yeah. were so mad, it kind of ruins Nicaragua when two people quit. Um, but and yeah, there was reason there. Like, okay, if you two are gonna quit our game, one of you is going to be the most negatively edited person ever, and the other is going yes. to get a and this one was like joke. Invisible she didn't edit. do anything wrong. It seems like Jeff hated her the entire season. And honestly, I'm still convinced that that is voiceover in those challenges. We don't see Jeff ever saying anything negative about her in the challenges, except we hear it. And they do voiceover for the challenges. And to me, it sounds like a different microphone completely. So I think they're adding these negative things of Chelsea in these pre-merge challenges. Mm. Why? Like, I don't get it. She's clearly not that bad. Like, to me, it's almost like... It makes me get into conspiracy territory where I'm like, what did this... What happened behind the scenes? Because she's not that bad. Yeah. No. By no means. Like, she said a giant game of bumper cars, which is fun. And, like... And I don't know. Because it doesn't seem like Jeff, like, ever is, like, super hating on her. Like, when she wins immunity or, like, talks to her. And, like... like, I mean, when I'm thinking of, like, the survivor pantheon of people who are, like, kind of casting duds. Honestly, like, give me Chelsea over a lot of people. Like, Honestly, her confessionals were never that bad. I mean, we only saw four of them, but, like, they're never bad enough to be as invisible as she was, I don't think. Like, I don't know. That's my take is I just... Yeah. This just reads like they just wanted to, like, bow down to Dominic and Wendell, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because it's so easy to also... Like, you can imagine the season where, up until this point, like, Chelsea is also a winner contender, and it's just like, oh, it's the big actual showdown between Chelsea and Wendell. And they even have that line at the Tribal Council where, like, Chelsea is like, yeah. good battle, sir. Okay, see, now I no, see I, I think that is... Li- like, I guess I don't If I'm going to go for, like, <laughs> but, like, what I think is my best situation, maybe what I'll tell myself at night when I go to sleep thinking about her edit is she did just constantly reference Game of Thrones and the producers thought it would be okay and then CBS said no. And then so they kind of just added in this negative voiceover to explain why she's not doing anything. I don't know. Like, maybe that is the case. That's that's what I'm going to tell myself anyway. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. Yeah. Second chances. Okay. So, anyways, that's our uh, section of the, se- uh, the show where we go through each person, figure out the stories. Um, I don't really have anything else to add that I am just kind of forgot to mention. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, Dominic I Wendell. So. I think our contenders are pretty set in stone. I don't Still think. Don't I don't believe we have. Have we ever um, matched? Throughout actually, I think at one thing? point we both had just Wendell. Huh. Okay, I think I had uh, just. Wendell I'm looking at, at my point, chart, and so. I have Wendell and Laurel. I think. I think come like the Chris episode, mm-hmm. there was a point where I was so like, yeah, yeah we've I been probably should just divergent Wendell, mostly, but... but probably some similarity. Like I think we were Wendell top, Laurel second, Donathan ish at one point for a while. Um, but yeah, like. We've been pretty divergent, and I think that's a good thing to say about the season at the very least, is I like that I don't know who's going to win. I Granted, which of these two is going to win is not a good story to me, like, because I'm still like, oh, I could just tune in the finale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, as for who's going... I'm like, going to go with... Yeah, Kellen. Kellen, I Kellen. think, right? Yeah. Yeah, she'll probably fall for the idol. Which I guess is an okay end to her. Anyways, that's our show. Uh, you can reach us at uh, yeah. on our website at thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form directly there. Or you can email us directly at thewinneredit at gmail.com. No S. Leave a review on iTunes. Tell your friends. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure talking to you. See you next week. Yep. We'll see you next week.